The Sue Morgan Podcast, episode 58. I'm a little teapot. Good morning. Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan. Morning, Ian. How are you all? I'm happy today, I am. Why are you so happy? I've been an absolute jab. Gone and had that prick stuck in my arm again. And you're happy about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, she loves you. Can't get enough of it. I know, I can't get enough jobs these days, can I? I am covered now. They asked me, you know, are you allergic to eggs? I says, no, I love the damn things. I says, well, it's all right then. Do they always ask you that? Because I've never had a flu jab. They ask you whether you're yeah, allergic to eggs. Yeah, they ask you if you're allergic to eggs, because that's what's in the stuff. What, they're injecting us with eggs? Goodness. Yeah, they're injecting us with the whites of the egg. Unbelievable. I have to say, we're all getting jab happy at the moment, aren't we? We all, we all love it. We can't get enough of the jabs. I know. Wow. And uh, went straight in and they said, stand there, take your coat off, you're in room two. And I said, oh, quack, bingo number one, little duck. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all jabstronauts, jabstronauts. Yeah. So I've just come up with yeah. that right now. Apart from those people who don't like the jabs, who, who jabber on about not liking the jabs. Yeah. But well, let's not talk about those guys right no, now. No, no, no. We've got to be happy today, aren't we? Exactly. Happy, happy, and happy. I'm more than happy this week. I'll tell you what. Go on. I've waited twenty years for this. To my idol going on tour on his twentieth year anniversary, and my bestest mate in the world, Michael Amos, has told me that he's going on tour, and I rung up and I'm going to get a ticket to see him. Okay, so is this Will Young we're talking oh, about? Oh, it is. It's Mr. Will Young. I've heard him do. Uh, he started um, filling in for Joe Wiley on BBC Radio Two. He's quite good, but he's he's very sort of uh, he whispers when he does his show. It's it's kind of atmospheric. Yes. He puts you to sleep then, does he? No, no, he doesn't put you to sleep. He's just got a very nice way of uh, radio presenting. I like it. And obviously he's still got the voice, hasn't he? He can still do the singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, still singing. Well, I'm going to over to Nottingham Concert Hall next. Now, I've got to wait till next November, but I'm looking forward to going to see him live. Now, what was the song that I remember him singing that sort of did it for me? I was like, he's good. It was when he did Come On Baby, Light My Fire, I think. Oh, yeah. Light by fire, yeah, from the doors. Yeah, and he he sung that in this in the talent contest. Was it Pop Idol? It was Pop Idol, yeah. And I was yeah, like, this this guy's yeah. this guy's good. But I was very much, I have to be honest, I know that you weren't, but I was very much on the Gareth Gates side yeah, of things. Yeah, well, I've seen him live and all. Me too. And I think he's dishy and all. He's I, brilliant. I've he met is. him. I've met him. I tell you oh, what, Gareth. Oh. Yeah, he's much taller than I was expecting. I thought he was going to be a little diddy fella, but no, he's quite tall. No, tall. I went to see him at 2016. He were at the uh, Royal Concert Hall as well. I got front row seat. He came to Mansfield. He did the party in the park a few years ago. Did he? Yeah, oh, yeah. He missed out on that. He missed out on that. I missed out. Oh, God. And he was there. He was there and I met him backstage. I had a chat with him. He was quite also very confident. He had a sort of swagger about him. But yeah, yeah. I didn't. I thought he was going to win it, and then obviously Will pipped him at the post, didn't he? Yeah. So he's doing a twenty-year anniversary tour. I can't believe it's twenty yeah. years since he won it. That's so long 20 ago. Twenty years, I know. And I've been stressing you lot out, telling you lot that I want Will Young. Well, you've been stressing me out with the Will Young conversation now. Yeah, for as long as he's been around, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, twenty years later, having yeah, a chat about know, Will Young. Wow. He's got a little beard at the moment, hasn't he? A little beard. Yeah, and he wears glasses. He wears glasses. That's allowed. I wear glasses too. Oh, I went to yeah, the opticians this week. Opticians yesterday. Did you? Mm. All right. Needed I'm to get it done. Continue wearing them. You don't need them now. You're fine. See you later, Ian. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> sadly, what happened was that I've now got to go to Very Focals. Yeah, which means that's more money. More money that yeah, the uh, the money grabbers. 
Well, the more, this is the thing, right? Um, having problems with your eyesight, as far as I'm concerned, it's not something that I something I was born with, you know. It's it's in the genes, and I'm not talking five oh ones. So basically, <laughs> what's happening is that I'm being punished for having um, poor eyesight genes and having to pay out. Surely somebody else should be paying for my optician bill. Yeah, and, they should. And also yeah, for other government to put the hand in the pocket. Is it about time too? No, and, and I'm saying that not just for me. I'm saying that for all glasses wearers for across everybody. across the globe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a money-making business. So, right, so they say very focals. This is what happens, right? It says, oh, you need very focals, and you, they'll have a chat with you about it outside, you know, the salespeople. So the optician is pretending that they're, I'm just the eyes guy. I don't know anything about the whole sort of making money side of things. Anyway, so you go and sit down with somebody. Very nice, very nice. And they go, yeah, very focals. There are five different sorts you can get. You can get these ones, which um, which aren't as good. So they're the cheap version. And then there's the really expensive version, which... Um, um, it's really good, but you might still have problems. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I'm spending all this money. So I went for the best version because I thought I want it to be as pretty much as it is now, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Without having to worry too much about it. So I was hoping to get the glasses by next week, but apparently we have no idea when they're going to turn up. What a money-making racket uh, it is. Sorry, I'm, I'm moaning now. We've got to be happy, happy, happy. Yeah, you know, well, there's no wrong way I a bit of a moaning. Actually, it makes you feel a bit better. It, 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 is a song for Alec Ferguson. Oh. I think you'll like it. Well, it's spring again. Um, no. Um, um, sugar in the morning, sugar in the evening, sugar at some time. I love my little sugar. I love it over Oh, sugar in the morning, sugar in the evening. Does uh, Alec Ferguson... His pack, his sweets on the floor, his bubbles as well. But he, but he sings on his jungle. Now, now, what you need to do? I, I have no idea what's oh, going on that. there. But how is that? It's no good. See, so what's the situation on on uh, Billy's house move? Um, well, it's either going to be next Friday or next Monday. I thought he was in the last... Well, in the, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's going to be next Monday. But I thought you... Possibly a week on Monday. Well, I thought you Monday. wanted to stop it from happening. No, he's got to go. Uh, they've told him, they've given him his orders, he's got to go, because he's already signed for tenancy. Oh. You know where it is? I um, it's Oak Tree. Oak Tree. Well, I hope the move goes well. I would. I, I, yeah, I've got the keys as well. Good stuff. Well, start to be positive now. It's, it's That's going to be good. You're going to... I'll be all saying it on December the 3rd when I meet them at the karaoke. Well, you'll be able to tell oh. us tell us all about it then. So, yeah, um, so the move's happening a week on Monday. Wow, that's going to be exciting. You're going to be helping him soon. Uh, I can do a little bit of uh, packing for him, but as far as heavy lifting, they're going to have to do that. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to do it. And the sport workers are doing the packing, and me and Michael, and maybe the sport boss is organising it. Well, well, I hope it goes well. Good stuff. And what I would say is, I know that you, I know, listen, listen. I won't get the deck letters, I won't. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, indeed. What I would say is, um, Billy, if it's quiet where you're going, you're going to have to create the magic when you arrive. You're going to be bringing with you the whirlwind that is a Billy's world. I'll be coming in. You'll be driving them all bloody mental. I'll be coming in with my mask on. I should hope so, too. Should we do some some Sue's headlines? Yes, please. Right, OK, this is from... A, this is from oh, he's gone now. Good. Um, <laughs> 
frigging sense, does he? Some of it, I do not understand what he's up to. Oh, no, well... <laughs> This is uh, from a couple of weeks ago, actually. Punters are shaking with anger, saying that pub grub was ruined after Weatherspoons ran out of salt. Did you hear about this? Nope. Now, as you know, I know you're a pepper girl, but I'm a salt man. And uh, if a place had run out of salt, that could send me nuts. I can understand why these punters are upset. Uh, scores of diners took aim at the chain after they failed to supply sachets to its boozers. The firm blamed supplier disruption. Well, you can't have chips without salt. No, well, you know what you have to do, don't you? Go on. You can't get it in the in the uh, pubs and that. Take your own with you. Take your own salt shaker with you. Yeah. <laughs> Take it with you. There you go, there's some advice from Sue. Always carry a sachet of salt with you just in case somebody's run out. So this happened, I think it was in September. Last month, the pub giant said some boozers were out of certain beer brands for the same reason. So what was the reason then? Um, This was supplier disruption. It's the whole thing that's been going on recently. People seem to have sort of stopped talking about that now, weirdly, but it's still happening, supply disruption. People have been talking about COP26. Have you you heard about this? Saving the planet, Sue. COP26. Oh, yeah, that um, thing that they had at Glasgow the other day. Oh, it's still going on. It's a two-week thing. Yeah, I know, I know. I've seen a picture where Boris, oh, Boris, bless him, who fallen asleep, who must have been that bored with it. Well, this is it, but I think think what they're talking about is, you know, obviously government getting together and deciding to uh, try and look after the planet a bit more, which is great. But is it all jaw-jaw and no action? That's well, what, it looks like it that way, don't it? That's what Greta Thunberg is saying. Or Thunberg. Mm-hmm. I always forget how to say her name. But she's been up in Glasgow as well, and lots of people have been protesting and such like. I mean, we need to save the planet, don't we, Sue, really? If we can, that'd be nice. Yeah, I, yeah. Not just for me and you, but for the people that for follow everybody. us. everybody. Yeah, yeah, for everybody, really. And they keep saying that the clock is ticking and um, we need to sort something out. We also need to sort out getting salt to these places as well. We need mm-hmm. lots of salt, if possible. Thank you. Yeah. On to the next story. Oh, you're, you're always very good at these ones, Sue. Not. Oh, An 18th century teapot made for a Chinese emperor has sold at auction. OK, so I'm just going to describe this teapot. I've got a picture of it here. Very ornate. Uh, lots of gold on it. It's very colourful. It's got a colourful top. And it looks expensive. OK, so it's sold at auction. The blue pot was made at around 1740 for emperor... Kian Long and carries his four character mark. It was originally bought from a dealer in London by World War I officer E.A. Parry, a barrister by trade, and his wife Angela in 1925. The six inch wide bronze, oh, it's bronze, it's not gold, is one of only three known examples. How much did it sell at auction for, Sue? About three and a half grand. You're saying three? I'm 
number X everywhere. It's all a little fight all over the world. The Abbey Bomb, the Prime Minister, Mr. Johnson, took charge. He's been told off plenty of time. He lays it in the notion and he was all that. Okay, 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 okay. How's that? My new song. Well, it's it's certainly different. So, Sue, how much did you say you think it sold for this Chinese um, teapot? Three and a half grand. Right, I'm going to say... Was that worth three and a half grand? Oh, yeah, was three and a half grand for him to shut his bloody cake hole. I'll tell you what a spokesman said from the auctioneer's Bonhams. This was a very rare, important and exquisite piece made to commission from Quilong Emperor himself. I am not surprised it has achieved such a remarkable price. So do you want to reassess your, your three and a half grand? Why, is it more than that? Well, look, I'm just saying that this guy said that I'm not surprised it achieves such a remarkable price. Do you think three and a half grand is a remarkable price for a teapot? I suppose it is in this world where we live. But we were talking about an 18th century teapot made for the Chinese emperor. All right, four and a half, five and a half grand. <laughs> I mean, I won't pay it, like. No, I mean, no. I'll 50p for it. <laughs> okay, so this is how much it sold for, right? The hammer price, which was achieved in London this week, was £1.7 million. Oh, my God. Fees added took the overall cost to £2 million, just over £2 million. It's covered in scenes of mountains and lakes, as well as flowers, butterflies and insects. Very pretty. Sue would give you 20p for it. <laughs> oh, my God, 50p. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, God. I don't know what, what to say. It, bloody, where did you get it from? Where's auction off? Anyway, chopping Aaron. Yeah, it was in L- London. Bonhams. Yeah. Yeah, London. Obviously, a teapot collector's bought it. Well, yeah. yeah he's got... I'm like, going to smash him over head with it. What? You smash it up? Oh, my goodness. No, it's no. somebody's bought it. I can just see it now on the mantelpiece alongside the TARDIS teapot... A teapot that looks like Big Ben. Daisy, um, a teapot Daisy, that uh, looks like one of the Beatles. And then the very expensive Chinese emperor teapot on the amazing mantelpiece. Beautiful collection. How much did you pay for that one? Oh, that was um, £1.7 million. What about the TARDIS? Well, I got that for £30. Pretty impressive collection, don't you think, missus? Has he finished? I hope so. It was bonfire night last night. How was Lucy? Oh, my God. I stayed in where, right? Because I was thinking, well, there's, there's dead lot of rich people setting off fireworks round here. So Lucy wanted to uh, go out, so uh, I thought I'll take her on front. And she were amazed with them. She didn't, she didn't even bother. Not a bit scared. And she, uh, when I tried to get her back in after what she, you know, done a business and that, she wanted to stay out there. So it turns out that Lucy, the dog, loves fireworks. Yeah, but ever since she's been a puppy, I've always nipped her out on the gardens and that, just for five minutes, and she seems to have, you know, she's not even scared on them. Just got used to it. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be another busy night. Another yeah, banging it's be another night. Another busy night, but it's like I wasn't going to go to karaoke last night and leave her on her own. No. Just in case, because it wouldn't have been fair. No, no, I think you did the right thing, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You say you're saying that it's, it's rich people setting off fireworks. They're not that expensive. I know they've gone up a little bit this year, but they're not that expensive fireworks, are they? No, no. no. I was taking the mick. It's kind of, isn't it? If you think of it, it's like getting a ten pound note and just setting fire to that. But it's not as um, colourful and pretty and as as loud. It did sound yeah. like um, it, last night in um, the centre of Mansfield. It sounded like the Battle of the Somme. Some of those like, blasts were unbelievable. Yeah, I know they had the um, star, uh, the stags ground, didn't they, on Wednesday, Warwick? Yeah, where yeah. People went to see the bonfire display, dis- uh, work display and that. I've never actually been to one. No, I've not or... been to one at the... I've never been to one there. Or maybe I have, I don't know. I am more of a bonfire night boy than I am a Halloween person, so I really enjoyed mm. last night. I had um, I had mushy peas, I had hot dogs, um, there was, I had a few fireworks, but not loads, and I had a lovely evening, so that's all oh, good. Yeah, it was very nice. Great. So there we go, Sue. That brings to a conclusion the Sue Morgan podcast um, the day after Bonfire Night uh, 2021. And what's what's happening for the rest of the week with you? Um, well, uh, nothing. <laughs> I've got a, a birthday party uh, coming up because it's Dolly's birthday next Sunday on Remembrance Sunday, but they're having a bit of a do-down for her and it's a surprise. She don't know nothing about it. Well, what you do- hang on, wait a second. What are you doing talking about it on the podcast? She might well, be a regular listener. Listening. Well, she, she's a death. All oh, right. Okay, I didn't realise that. Sorry, <laughs> I did not know. Okay, and on that bombshell, have a fantastic rest of your day, Sue. Yeah, same to you, Ian. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.